Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. It is Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. Welcome to uh, today's podcast. So glad you're here, man. Hope you're uh, someday, right? Middle of the week. Hump day. Hope your week is going well so far. Hey, after today, you're sliding into the weekend, man. But um, yeah, hope your morning is starting off well or whenever you listen to this podcast. Uh, I am here at uh, in Palm Harbor. Um, so I, uh, yeah, so I'm, during this two month sabbatical that I'm on, I'm recording the podcast from home. And you know what? It's an interesting thing. You know, you mix up your schedule, you learn some things. And, um, you know, I might, I might continue doing this from home. Um, it just makes my, my, uh, the logistics of our, my morning way easier. <laughs> so, Hey, just a tip guys, just a tip, you know, sometimes just trying mixing up your schedule. You, you, you I, look, I don't know if you like this, but I am such a creature of habit and like routine. I like certain routines and, and structure. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not prone particularly to disrupt my morning ritual but this sabbatical has kind of forced me to do that and already i realize like i could make my morning routine so much better so look you this this is what usually how my morning runs so you know i don't know if you don't if you don't care about this and you want to get onto the bible reading just fast forward but usually i mean pre pre sabbatical you know i'd w- wake up around a little bit after five uh, spent about a half hour in morning reading dev- devos. Um, then my wife and I, Christy and I go out for a walk, like a little, about two and a half, hour, two and a half mile walk, um, get back at the house by about, uh, six 30. Then at six 30, have a word of prayer with my son before he goes to school. He goes, he's out the door at six 35. I'm, most of the time on Sunday morning or on pre-sabbatical, I didn't have time to pray with him. I had to, I, as soon as we got done with the walk, I was boom to the shower, take a shower, get my stuff, bolt out the door and head to the church, record the, record the podcast at seven 30. Um, and it was just, I mean, it was a finely oiled machine and then usually work out, go to the gym in the evenings on the days I would work out, you know what I'm saying? But with the sabbatical, I've noticed something. If I just do the podcast here after my morning walk, I mean, I may not look as good. I'm not going to be honest with you, but you don't have to look at me. You know, you don't have to look at me. You don't have to smell me, you know, but, <laughs> but <clears throat> if I do the podcast here, then I can go to what I've been doing is I've been going to the gym after the podcast. And I want to tell you something. I like the gym a whole lot better in the morning, in that, you know, mid morning, eight o'clock, nine o'clock time period. It's a, a, it's a way less crowded and B there's more fat people like me there. (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. I feel like it's my people, you know what I'm saying? Like it's more normal people. You go in the evening and it feels like you're at a bodybuilding contest, but 
during the day, you know, it's like you got normal people. So anyway, I learned some things about my schedule. Eh, whatever. Take that take that for what it's worth. You might, might be, you know, you know, if you're in your if you're in a crazy routine, try mixing it up. You, you might be interested in the time that you will save just by mixing up a few, switching up a few things. So anyway, back to the matters at hand, though. You know what we do? We're here to read, pray, and change the world. Um, and one of the ways we can change the world is by changing our schedule. <laughs> anyway, it, it's related. It's related. Anyway, so today we are on First um, John chapter 5, which, by the way, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but man, you know, I'm digging instrumental worship. I don't know if it's because I'm on sabbatical and I'm just trying to unwind and try to decompress, but dude, this instrumental worship is so peaceful. So in the mornings, sometimes even in the evenings, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I still get my jam on. All right. I still get my, I, Hey, I still get my jam on. I don't even, don't even worry about that, but um, man, I'm digging it. Apple music got a couple playlists with just instrumental worship. Dude, it's peaceful. I don't know if you can hear it. I don't know, but it's, you know, you got, you know, you, you recognize the worship tunes, but it's all instrumental. Dude, this calms the spirit. See, two, look at that. T-Roll giving you two tips today. Switch up your schedule and throw on some instrumental praise, instrumental worship, and see if it doesn't, if some, if your life doesn't get better. <laughs> see, this is profitable. This is helpful. Of course we know it is. Spiritually profitable, of course. All right. Anyway, hey, let's get back to it. We're on a first John chapter five. We're wrapping up first John today. Tomorrow we move over to this, the little letter, little note, really, of Second John. Only uh, a few short verses in Second John. So we'll finish that up tomorrow too. And then third John the next day. So first John chapter five. Let's read. Let's see what God has to say to us. It's gonna be awesome. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ. Is born of God. Hmm. Born again, right? Is a child of God. If you believe that Jesus is Messiah, that he is the Christ, the chosen one, the anointed one, God's son. And everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. We love the father, love the son. Um, remember, John is dealing with some people that are starting to, you know, there'd been a big division in the church as John is speaking to the church and likely in Ephesus. Uh, people had departed the faith because they wanted to uh, go back to their their old way of life, primarily uh, Jewish believers who were just going to go back to their old uh, Jewish rituals and rules and laws and had abandoned the Son of God. And so here, you know, this speaks directly to some of that. Whoever loves the Father loves the child as well. If you claim to love God, you can't deny Jesus. This is how we know, you know, it's John's kind of a writing style there. This is how we know, or this is what love is, and this is how, the, he kind of likes this sort of sh just straightforward answers. I like it. I'm digging it. So he says, this is how we know what the, what, let me try it again. Verse two, this is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his commands. Hmm. So this is different. This is kind of a reverse of what we often hear, right? We often hear you you can show your love for God by loving other people. Um, but here he's saying the, the reverse. 
this is how we know that we love our children. This is how, how do you know that you're loving other people? Because you're loving God and you're keeping his commandments. Total reverse. Did you catch that? So we often hear like, we often hear, you want to show your love for God? You got to show up by loving others. That's true. And here John is saying exactly the, the reverse of that. He's saying, you want to show, you want to show true love for your, for your brothers and sisters, for your, for other people, for the children of God, then love God and obey his commandments. Very interesting. Cause we like to, we, I don't know. I've been around the church long enough too. Maybe you have too, but we like to play one side of that coin or the other, right? Just love other people, love other people. And then you forget like the motivation should be a love of God that it's not just love others. It's love God and love others. And, uh, and then you have people who just all about love God, love God, love God, and not forget about the, the, the call to love our neighbor. But here, John's not letting us off the hook, is he? <laughs> he said, you ain't getting off the hook, man. You ain't getting off the hook. You got to love God and you got to love others. You want to show your love for your brothers and sisters? Then show it by your love for God and, and by keeping his commandments. Outward holiness and inward holiness. Holiness of love and devotion and sacredness and commitment to others as well as inward ho holiness to God. Verse three, in fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. How do we show our love for God? We keep his commandments. And you, you hear this, it kind of sounds funny. It's like, oh man, that sounds weird. Like if I love God, I got to do what he says. Well, not it's not exactly like that. I mean, it's kind of true, but it's not like that. You think of it like a marriage relationship, right? When, uh, when you, when you, of course I got wedding on my mind, right? Because my daughter's getting married here next month. And actually yesterday I was working a little bit on the ceremony. So yeah, there was a couple of tears, a couple of tears in preparing the sermon ceremony. I'll, 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 I'll grant it. I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not too proud to say it. <laughs> that's just the ceremony. That's just prep prepping for the ceremony. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what, but I'm gonna but I'm gonna keep it together, guys. I'm gonna keep it together. But anyway, anyway, so you think about a marriage. Well, you think about a husband and wife who are at the altar and they commit their love to one another. Well, how do they? How do you? How do you prove that that love, what you what you that you truly love each other, that you what you said at the altar, you meant? You prove it by keeping your promises. That's how you prove it. So here's he's saying, how do we how do we show that we truly love God? We keep His commandments. If you truly love God, you're going to do the things, and by commandments, what? Do the things that we know will please God. That's what that's what people who are in love, in quote-unquote, truly in love will do. They will do things that they know that the other will enjoy, that will bring them delight, that they, that they, that they, um, that will honor them and respect them. Same way with God. This is the love for God to keep his commandments or keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. It's not like he's throwing a whole bunch of weights on us, guys. Remember we talked about that about yesterday. God always says, I love you first. Everything we do from there on is just, I love you too, right? Every action, every attitude, every behavior, everything we do in keeping God's commandments and honoring him is really our saying, we love you too. Because God always says, I love you first. Not that we love God, but that he loved us is what John tells us. So he says here, and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. How's that for a deal? You love God, keep his commandments, and guess what? You get to overcome the world. <laughs> not a bad gig. Not, not, that upside's pretty high. Drinking my coffee, sorry. Didn't need a little, little, little simple Java right there. But um, yeah, pretty, pretty good upside right there. Uh, yeah, you, you're children of God, keep his commandments, and you know what, you know what you get? What, what do I get out of this? 
What's in the uh what's in the prize package for this? What's the uh what's in the goodie bag? Uh just you get to overcome the world. <laughs> How's that? How's that for a starter? Deal. I'll take it. Deal. Let's, let's seal this deal before they change their mind. It's awesome. I love this. This is a great one. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Woo. Yes. Friends, you're an overcomer. I don't know. I don't know if you realize that. Today. I tell you, we feel that today. But listen, you are an overcomer. What is it that has overcome the, uh, the world? Your faith. Not your generic faith in in uh, in that good things will work out. No, it's your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, makes you an overcomer. Because some people will say that I just you just got to have faith, just generic faith. No, no one ever. Jesus never taught that. Jesus never taught you just got to believe in something. That's what the world says. That is not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say. Jesus didn't just go around saying, "Hey, you just need to believe in something." People don't get crucified for saying you just need to believe in something. Jesus did not say that. Jesus said, you need to believe in me. Romans did not crucify people for saying, believe in something. They had gods and deities and idols everywhere. That's what everyone was saying. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus didn't say, just believe in something. He certainly didn't say, just believe in yourself. No, he said, whoever believes in me will live. Even if he dies, he will live. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. But what is what makes you an overcomer? Your faith in Jesus. You are an overcomer. Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Look, I didn't say that. The Bible said that. Who, who's the, who are the overcomers? Only, only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. There's no other way to get to heaven, man. There's no other way to overcome than through Jesus. Bible is really clear about that. <laughs> really clear. Verse six, there is, this is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Hmm. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth. You know, the spirit is the truth. So what does that mean? The blood and the water. That's kind of a confusing verse. A lot of people have talked a lot about this. Is it talking about his baptism? Water talking about baptism, um, blood talking about his crucifixion. Um, is it talking about water in terms of his birth, natural birth? Um, because that was a common metaphor for uh, natural birth was to come by water. Uh, that's kind of what Jesus, you got, you got to be born of water and the spirit. Um, so you got to be a natural birth and you also need to be born by the Holy Spirit. That's John, uh, with John, Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus. Um, or is it, um, is it there was a, a priestly ceremony like a priest was consecrated by um, by these three things by uh, sacrificial blood the blood of animals um, a priest was uh, consecrated by blood by water by cleansed water by purification of water and by anointing oil by oil uh, representing all three representing the Holy Spirit representing and all of that was consecrated by the Holy Spirit so. Um, this is the one who came by water and blood, um, Jesus Christ. I, I, the water, I think, is you can is questionable. I think the I think the blood is definitely referring to the crucifixion, in my opinion. Um, he did not come by water only, and whether in other words, he didn't just come uh, as a human being, but he came by blood, his sacrifice. 
But yeah, that's for you to ponder, consider. It's interesting. And it is the spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood. Now, again, that's kind of, I think that refers to that, that priestly sacrament. There are three that testify, the spirit, which generally was like oil, the water, and the blood, a priestly sacrifice, uh, consecration. So there are three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood. These three are in agreement. That Jesus says who he was, says he was, man. That Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is Messiah. Remember, Christ is in his last name. Christ is a title. Jesus Christos. Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah, the, the Christ, the chosen one. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. Whoever believes in the son accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar. Mm. That's what people do when they don't believe the word of God. I don't believe the word of God. I don't know. Yeah, I know it says that, but I don't believe. Well, you're making out. You're making God out to be a liar. I mean, I'm not talking about the stuff that's confusing. I'm not talking about the stuff that's kind of hard to understand, but the, the very clear teaching of the word of God. It's like, yeah, I know what it says, but I don't, I feel differently. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know what it says, but I feel like it's different. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to be wrong, but you are. We don't like to be like that, right? We like to be politically correct. Well, I know. Well, you're entitled to your feelings. Well, you are entitled to your feelings. You're entitled to, you're entitled to be totally wrong. <laughs> Look, if, you, if God says something and you say something else, guess who's always wrong in that scenario? You are. <laughs> if I have a feeling <laughs> and it, it is opposed to what God says, guess what? My feeling is wrong. It is. I know. I know. It shouldn't be so harsh on a Wednesday. You know, God still loves us. He does. He loves us. So he wants us to know the truth. Um, whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. He's made it clear. He's been pro there's been prophecies and fulfillments and testimony about Jesus. Verse 11. And this is the testimony. Here again, John says, this is the testimony. He, he makes it clear. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Man, you know, that's 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 good good news for us today, friends. There's eternal life for you. There's eternal life for me. There's eternal life for your friends and your neighbors. There's eternal life for your coworkers. There are eternal lives for everybody in your family. You know where it is? It's in the Son. That's why we preach the gospel. That's why we that's why we pray this stuff. That's why we live this stuff out. That's why we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first, also to the Greek, to the Gentile. To quote another apostle, the Paul, the, the Paul, <laughs> the apostle Paul. Yeah. This is the testimony God has given us, given a gift, a free gift, eternal life. And this life is in the Son. Whoever has the Son has life. This is one worth underlining. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. Oh, they're living and breathing. They're occupying space. They're maybe doing some nice things, but ultimate life will not be theirs unless they know Jesus, unless they're in the sun. That's what John is saying. Whoever has the sun has life. Whoever does not have the sun does not have life. They have existence, but they don't have life 
fullness of life. Jesus says, I come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And not only here and now, but on into eternity. The only people who have that, friends, are the children of God. Man, thanks be to God that the scales of that were on our eyes fell off and we could see the goodness and the glory of Jesus. Man, that's a hallelujah moment right there, that we have life in him. All right, John's going to turn the corner here with some concluding remarks and beginning at verse 13. I write these things to you. To, you want to know why he's writing all this? Here he tells us. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. What's he doing? He's writing to us. He's writing to people in his in his community. I want to I want to assure you that you if you believe in Jesus, you will have eternal life. That's a great verse of, of, of if ever you're doubting your salvation, if you're ever you're doubting the promises of God, if you're ever doubting whether it's worth it, man, put that verse somewhere where you can always see it. First John chapter five, verse 19, verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Hey, we're about to pray here in a moment. We, we can know that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked for. We could ask with confidence. If we're his children, he hears us. He knows what we need. He knows what is best for us. And as we've said many times, when we pray, we can ask God for anything. And he's either going to answer it the way we pray it, or he's going to answer it better. Better. Now, better may not be what we ever ask for. <laughs> but we can always know that God's going to answer our prayers according to our good. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin and does, and does not lead to death, you should pray. And God will give them life. So you see somebody sinning and don't kill them. <laughs> it doesn't kill them right away. Pray, pray that they they have life. Cause it's because there's some sins that'll get you killed, man. <laughs> right? I mean, there, there's some sins they're gonna go get you killed right there. Boom, won't kill you right there on the spot. But some you can do for a while and it won't kill you. So if someone, if you see a brother or sister that commit a sin that doesn't lead to death, <laughs> you should pray and God will give them life. Because we know that the ultimate wages of all sin is death, right? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I refer to those who sin, that whose sin does not lead to death. This is the sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin. And there is sin that does not lead to death. So yeah, some wrongdoing, you know, you can get away with it for a while, but um, it all, all sin leads to ultimate spiritual death. Verse 18, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe and the evil one cannot harm them. You're protected, man. God's with you. If you're a child of God, you're protected. He goes before you. He goes behind you. He sets a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Praise God. Verse 19, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Yes. 
the evil one is in control of this world, but you know what? We 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 are in the one who is gonna who has overcome the world, the true one, Jesus Christ. He's given us understanding to see these things, to understand these things. Verse 21, dear children, last thing John says right here, dear children, keep yourself from idols. <laughs> wow, what a strong close by the apostle that is known for love. The last thing he says, hey, and drop the idols. <laughs> anything, anything that is uh, in the place of God, first place in our lives is an idol. And so John says, hey, last thing, get the, get the idols out of your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> empty empty out the idols. Oh. Hey guys, good to have you guys on today. You know what we do? We read, we pray. Then we're going to change the world, but uh it's time to pray. Good stuff today in the word of God. Thank you for being a part of this. Man, so awesome to know that you guys are reading and praying and we're doing this together. So love you guys. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the promises of your holy word. Lord that uh, everyone who's born of God has overcome the world, Lord, because you overcame the world. Thank you, Lord, that through you, we have victory. And this is the victory, our faith. We win. Thank you, God, that we win, despite how it feels, just like in a contest. There are times when you, you look at a contest and it looks like you're losing. But Lord, we thank you that no matter how it looks momentarily, we win because of our faith, our faith in you. So God, thank you for that victory. Thank you for that power. I pray that that would be alive in each and every one of my friends today. Our brothers and sisters, Lord, may you encourage them. May you give them the spirit of an overcomer today, that no matter what they're facing, they sense your power, your grace, your love. Um, the, uh, the presence of the one who overcame by the water, the blood, and the spirit. Lord, we love you today. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for sharing this and if you get a chance, write a comment about it. Let people know about this podcast. It's awesome community. Love you guys so much, man. Um, thank you guys for praying for me during this sabbatical. And I uh, really appreciate this time uh, of refreshing. I'm already learning some things and growing and um, really uh, already see the benefit in it. So thank you so much. All right, you guys, we'll see you tomorrow as we start Second John. And we dive into that short little, how many, how many verses is Second John? Uh, like 13, just 13 verses. So we'll do that tomorrow. We do it together. You guys have a great day. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.